Hey everyone, welcome. Matthew Broussard is on tonight, today, tonight. Uh, we went up against each other in roast battle. He lives in New York now. Yeah, good little talk. Uh, I think I have some upcoming shows. I don't know why I phrased it like I think I have them. Like I know I have them, and here they are. June 7th and 8th, I'll be in Springfield, Missouri, where I've never been, at the Blue Room Comedy Club. June 21st, 2nd, and 3rd, I'll be in San Francisco at Clusterfest. August 1st, Milwaukee at the Milwaukee Comedy Festival. August 2nd in Fort Wayne, Indiana at the Let's Festival. August 3rd in Indianapolis at White Rabbit. Things Festival in Port Towns in Washington, August 25th. The Blue Note in Honolulu, which is in Hawaii, October 3rd. October 4th, I'll be in Kihei, Hawaii at Pro Arts Theater. And November 16th, I'll be at City Space in Boston. And I'm going to be adding some more shows really soon, or soon, sometime. And uh, I think that's it. Oh, Todd Barry podcast t-shirts. Available at toddberry.com forward slash shirts. No way you'll forget that, right? We'll be back with Matthew Broussard. Matthew, now um, you were just describing, because for soundcheck, Rachel, the uh, engineer here, always asks, tell me what you had for breakfast, and you described a smoothie that sounded good up till you said it had spinach in it. Yeah, but the spinach is very, <laughs> spinach, is, it, it, it disappears. And, and an ocean it? of almond milk, and yeah, you can't taste it. You can put, I'm always surprised you can put so much in there and you don't really taste it. And it makes it green, so you feel like, like it's like a, a superhero elixir because you're drinking a green beverage. Right. Do you make this yourself? I make this myself. Do you really? Yeah. How do you do that? I have a blender. And my girlfriend, <laughs> every morning I make one for myself and if my girlfriend's around, I'll ask her if she wants one. And I'll just make two. In the there same you blender. go. Yeah, she kind of hates it. She hates the noise of this like blender. She hates. She thinks it's not worth the effort. Who doesn't want to hear a blender at seven a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> like that you think I'm awake at I know, seven a.m. I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, for the joke, I made that seven a.m. But so yeah, that I mean, like that's nine a.m. is seven a.m. in my bio clock for right. most. So that what time do you wake up? Yeah, nine ten. Yeah, yeah. Nine's kind of early. Nine's kind of oh, good. I thought you were going to judge me the other no, way. No, no, uh, no. Yeah, yeah, but I don't stay out that late. I mean, what time do you wake up? Tannish, but I've had jet lag lately because of my various European travels. <laughs> Where were you? Oh, it's not about me, man. I was at the Cannes <laughs> Film Festival, but uh, oh. and I was did a European tour also. Oh, that sounds fun. Berlin, I had a breakthrough though. Like you're talking about your smoothie, or I brought it up. But I went to this juice place, this pressed juice place, and I accidentally ordered the second day I was there. I was like, ordered one that had beets in it, mm. and I was like, oh god. And then I didn't want to return it because it's like served in this beautiful glass jar. And I drank it. And I was like, oh, God, now I, I think I might like beets you know, all these years. They're good for you, right? Do they, how do they taste in the smoothie? Well, it was good. It was a juice. It was a pressed juice. It oh, was yeah. lemon. And the, I think the lemon that saves everything. I don't, I'm not into juices. No? You like, you, like a, you like a creamy? Yeah. I want to kind of, I kind of want to feel full. Yeah. I kind of want like the nutrients. Juice just feels like, how is it not just all sugar? How's the cleanup on a, on a blender? It's a lot. It's a lot. And then we'd also do, 
I, I do. My girlfriend does French press coffee every morning. Oh, really? And I like French press. I like it, but it takes like seven minutes to clean. It takes like two minutes right. to make, and there's just no way to clean it out without getting like shit on the floor in your hands. And it's it's not it's not a good cleanup. You're not supposed to put it down the sink. So you have to put it in the trash can, and not all of it comes out. Right. For years now, I've been obsessed with making my own coffee. I, I love going to coffee shops every day. But Me too. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna make my own coffee, and and it's just every time I try it, I can't find the way that involves. Uh, because I'll ask a barista about it, and they'll go, yeah, you just get a, a scale, a measuring, you know, you get a scale, a thermometer, like, oh, we're, I'll just walk out my door. No, no. I do. I, have you tried AeroPress? I have, yeah. I've not owned one, but I've had AeroPress coffee. They it's, say that's pretty dummy proof. Yeah, it's like 20 bucks, yeah. and the, the papers are, I mean, I've, I've spent... You'll, like, you never run out of papers. You think you'll run out, but they just last forever. See, but I'd be afraid of, like, am I measuring it perfectly? Like, I just have an idea. I yeah. just over... I love, like, way too strong a coffee. Yeah. So I do, And do you grind the beans yourself? I don't do anything. You got to grind the beans. You <laughs> no, I know. That's another thing. Different. I mean, that's another step that yeah. I, I don't want to deal with. But yeah, no, they are, I, I recommend AeroPress. Is uh, that your sponsor for this podcast? No, but maybe Should it'll be. send me one, right? Yeah. Dude, but I, I got one of those. Someone gave me a Chemex. I got it in a gift bag. I was like, that seems like a beautiful way to make coffee, but it's like, it seems. It's, it's There's no pressure, though. It's just, it drips through, so it's just not going to be as strong a coffee. Yeah. The Chemex is, it's just a, it's a, it's a, uh, we have all of them. French press a coffee machine, AeroPress. Uh, Chemex, we have like all of them, and we, yeah. That's, that's, you must love a cold brew, huh? I don't do cold brew. No. I don't, because my whole thing with coffee is that I have like a very consuming personality or, or, or demeanor, or if you give me food, I eat it as fast as possible. If you give me drinks, water, any uh -huh. alcohol, I drink it as fast as possible. And coffee forces me to oh. slow down. You can't chug something hot. If you give me a cold brew, I'm going to just chug it like a, a, a Sprite on a hot day. Like That's the way I feel about kombucha. Yeah. Like it's a nice, it's like, it's a good drink, but it's also like, it's not an easy drink. No. It's not like you don't gulp it like it's Gatorade. Right, right. And I think it's a good it's, substitute if you don't want to drink or something. Um, it's, it's pungent. Unless you're an alcoholic, then yeah. it's probably not a good substitute. You're right. <laughs> you know, I've seen someone, I was outside of a Whole Foods once, and uh, once, I've, I'm, I'm outside of a Whole Foods most days, um, but the there was a guy... Uh, sitting outside in like the the front like the picnic area of, uh -huh. of the West Hollywood Whole Foods, and he uh, he opens up a kombucha, and a security guard is standing right there immediately, like, "Sir, I'm sorry, you can't drink that here." He goes, "Excuse me, he goes, it's a very small percent alcohol, so you can't drink it on the property." He's like, "Oh my god, you're kidding." And they're like, "Sorry, it's the law." He's like, "Because I thought right. it didn't count as alcohol unless it was labeled alcohol." I mean, it is labeled on kombucha. It'll be like 0.5 percent. But they can sell it to a, a kid, though, right? They they don't card you for kombucha, do they? I don't know if they do. Wow, that is a that guy's doing his job. That really? Yeah, I know that guy. The book. That guy loves bureaucracy. <laughs> that's hilarious. He, he should be in law school or something. That's funny, but it's kombucha. Open container laws apply to kombucha. That's funny. Are you a Whole Foods or a Trader Joe's guy? Um, I I do groceries at Trader Joe's, but I live on top of a Whole Foods, so I'm there okay. most days buying like a snack. Right. Yeah. It's not worth the groceries there. Trader Joe's is way better. But Trader Joe's is such a pain to, in New York. The the lines, the it's. I find the lines at Whole Foods worse because they have this color coded system that should be dummy proof. But it's also <laughs> if you go there like late at night and someone's standing in red, and then you walk up to blue and they've been standing there, and then blue is called next, <laughs> and it's this weird like, well, I am you're technically next, but it, 
by this law, the the setup they have here, I'm next. And then people look and they're angry and there are <laughs> fights and shit. Hey, rules are rules, man. I know, man. I'm, I'm uh, it's like, hey, this, this is their system, man. I'm next, even though you've been standing here 20 minutes. And then you look at me, go, what you going to do about it? And then chug a kombucha right, <laughs> right in their face. Right, then I fight them. And, <laughs> and I get into fist fights at Whole Foods. Now, you just moved, when did you move here from LA? Two years ago. Two years ago. Mm-hmm. You glad you did it? Very, very. It's, uh, I never, LA doesn't mesh with me. I'm already like vain and lazy. And uh-huh. It makes you way more of those two things. How's that? LA, the, I mean, obviously the van- vanity, there's you know, yeah, gyms yeah. and health foods and there's the sun's always out. And you can always go for a hike or go to like a some fancy class. And then it's so easy to just not do what you're supposed to do. So much, of the, one of the hardest things for me about comedy is that you have all this free time and all this stuff you need to do and no one looking over your shoulder, right. no scheduling. So I could I could let years slip by. Right, it's almost a curse, like do. having free time. I mean, yes. it's nothing you can complain, although I guess people are hearing this who are like, you are complaining. But there's a misery to it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put it up against a stressful lifestyle and say it's like worse or anything. Right, right. But it's it's a, it's a unique kind of frustration where, especially I, I'm just not good at it. I know people who are just really great at self management. I'm 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 not. Yeah, I'm not. I have a lot of like I'm gonna make a schedule for tomorrow. Yeah, I'm gonna oh. write it out the day before. I'm gonna look at it and then I'm gonna go to wake up and dive. Right. And it's like I don't even. 11 p.m. me is the most ambitious person, right. and 11 a.m. me is like, who was that guy? Yeah. Oh, uh, so you moved? Did you move here to do more stand-up? I moved here because my uh, my girlfriend and I were dating. Uh, I was living in L.A. She was living in Austin. And oh. She understood. She was, she's not a comedian. She understood it was. I had to live in L.A. or New York, and I said, if you look for jobs in both, and I'm not going to tell you which one I prefer, and wherever you go. I'll be there. Wow. Uh, and she ended up with a much better job in New York. Like, wherever you go in New York, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> any wherever, yeah. any place in New York City you can work, and I will any, be there. Anywhere you want to go, did Brooklyn, you, Manhattan. Did you have trouble getting stage time, or is it pretty, it was pretty, I guess people knew who you are. About, it took me, um, I, I think it was like six months before I got into the cellar, and then, uh-huh. then it was a dream. It's it's the, People talk about the difference in stage time between L.A. and New York, and I really thought they were exaggerating. They were like, I was, I was, I was like, is it double? They're like, it's triple or quadruple. I was like, no, it's not. And then it's it's easily triple. It's, right. Yeah, and in quality stage time, and so much less competition. And also, like, time. it's walkable a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you can conceivably do a few shows and not take any transportation. Yeah, with the village especially. Yeah, yeah, and but, and even even still, even just taking trains, you can. It's not hard to do four spots in a night. I, mean, I don't get offered four spots in a night very often, but it's like, it's technically not that hard on a weekend. I've, right. I've. It's really crazy to be able to do more than two in L.A. in a night. And also, like, there's been times I've been to L.A. and I get offered a second thing. It's like, you know what, I'm already. I'm already <laughs> I don't know if I can get an Uber forty minutes, forty minutes, or whatever. But yeah, do you uh, do you go back to LA much? When I have to, yeah, yeah. When something like brings me out there, maybe two two three times a year. Yeah, it's sometimes I'll be like, you know what, this isn't that bad. And sometimes I'll be like, I cannot ever live here again. And my girlfriend wants to. Uh, Long term, she wants to be in LA. If, she, if those are the only two places we can live, she she can only do New York for a couple of years. Because I love New York because of the comedy here. If I didn't have comedy here, I don't know how much I would love it. Yeah, you know, what I mean, if if I didn't have to find places to do stage time every night, I, I think I would enjoy going to the beach on a Sunday right. way more. So you're gonna, you're out yeah. of here soon then. 
I don't know. Hopefully a couple years. Did you consider moving to Austin? I mean, I started comedy in Houston. Oh, you did? Yeah. And so I, I caught some breaks in Austin. That was like where I did my first Comedy Central showcase. Okay. And, um, I don't know if Austin has enough stage time. Austin's good shows, but I don't think it's like two or three shows a night good. I think right. it's just like one good showcase a night, most nights yeah. on a weekly basis. That's a cool city, though. It's a cool city. I think Atlanta has like the most. Really? Yeah. I think Atlanta, you can do... Yeah. There's just so much film there. I did an open mic in Atlanta uh, a couple, maybe like a year ago. And there was one night where it was an open mic on a Monday. Marilyn Ricecup was there. Uh, who's the Who's the Hispanic dude from Daily Show? Um, it was It was Marilyn Ricecup, Hannibal Burris, um, Bobcat Goldthwait, and then Al Madrigal. We're like all on this open mic that people in paid Atlanta. For. Yeah, because they all happened to be in town for oh, something. Wow. They all popped on. Wow, that's cool. That's, yeah. Um, I once did a bringer show, and the first three acts were me, Gaffigan, and Seinfeld. Wow, what was what a was bringer that? show? This is at Gotham. Huh? I just I just thought it was really funny. It was just like if you're there to like all those people are there to like we're gonna see my friend Tony do some stand up. He works in the office, and then like all these heavy hitters, and I include myself <laughs> as the heaviest of the hitters. How many people do you think quit comedy because of that night? Uh, but they probably then you know how many people? How many comics added has shared the stage with Seinfeld? Which I guess they can say that legit. They could say Seinfeld open for them, right? Right. If they really want to, if they want to push it, do you go on the? Do you on the road much? Yeah, I do. I do like a a club or two a month. Really? And then some colleges. Yeah. Colleges. How do you do there? I do. I've been doing fewer and fewer of them. The 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 longer I do comedy, the less my act matches with them. It was yeah. how I made. I I got to make a career out of comedy like really quick, just because I got really lucky with colleges uh, shortly after I started. Oh yeah. And uh, I I had a good act for them, and then they shaped my act because I was doing so many of them that I was writing for them, right. <laughs> for better or worse. Just three three hours of dorm jokes. Yeah. It, yeah, it, but it's just, hard to relate to them though. It's really, and people are like, people, people mock people who complain about colleges. I'm like, it's not just like sensitivity. Like, they don't watch, they didn't watch the TV shows you watch. They right. don't understand what it means, what what rent prices are. They don't understand right. how gentrification might affect your neighborhood. Yeah, you know, they, they just don't have as many reference. But they've had half of the life experiences. They've never experienced life without an iPad. Yeah. And 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 break, so how many of them are virgins? How many of them have never been in a relationship? How much of my material just yeah. wouldn't connect? You got to play the smart schools. That's fun. I do have a lot of like technic. I have like a lot of like medical jokes and like yeah. technic like linguistics jokes that 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 can can play there. But yeah, it's and it's. I'm not always doing like most of the time I'm doing a college show. It's not like Cornell. It's like yeah. East Iowa State right, University, right. which. I did William and Mary. It was really good. That sounds fun. Yeah, I was nervous because I'm always nervous about colleges. And then I'm like, oh, they're nice. Yeah. Yeah, they were listening. I mean, I don't think they were flipping over in their seats, but they were. Right. They but weren't jerks. The whole thing. And then after you do a show like that, you're always like, well, that was a very like, B minus set. That was yeah. a very like C plus set. And, you, and people walk up and you can see on their faces, like, that was so great. And it's because they don't understand. That you're supposed to laugh more than that, right? They, they don't know what a comedy show is. Just them, it's, it was the best comedy show they've ever seen, right? And then you got to avoid that thing where you shoot down someone's compliment. <laughs> no, that wasn't good. Oh, now I feel weird that you, yeah. I complimented you and you just, you just fucking pulled the rug from it. Do you do that when someone compliments you on a set? I have in like? the past, but I, I, I also, you know, I've done it to people where I compliment them and they're like, oh no, you know, they're your band. Yeah, we were off tonight. Okay, well, now I don't know what to say to you. 
Yeah. David Tell, man. <laughs> Every time. I know. Tell's like, he could get three standing ovations. He'd be like, yeah, that was not good. He did, that's what David Tell always does to me. Like, I'll do a set, and then he'll do a set on the same show, and he'll just light it up. He'd be like, they were weird, right? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Yeah, that's that's a very Attell kind of thing. <laughs> um, Jewish defeat. It's, Attell's Jewish, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a defeatist. You, you're Jewish? Yeah. Wow. So am I. Yeah. Is Barry Jewish? Is that like your stage name? No, it is actually my real name. I oh. think it was, cha- it was changed at Ellis Island from B-A-R-I, but it's... Well, that's Hebrew. Is it? It sounds like I thought like it was it. Italian, because it's a pizza, oh. pizza place, pizza yes. supply company. Barry. Oh, that um, makes more sense. But I, I'm also not Italian, I don't think, although I could ancestry DNA it and see if... Uh, what are you? Are you all know? I am Syrian and Russian, as far as I know. Syrian? Mainly so Ashkenazi Russian. and Sephardic? Is that what that means? Uh, I, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to worm my way out of it, and I just, let's just go with an I don't know. Let's see your papers. <laughs> now, did we meet on Roast Battle? Or did we? I think we had met once. I saw you in 2012 opening for Louis. Uh-huh. Really funny. And... I, I mean, I knew who you were before that, and then I think I met you probably at like Gotham. Okay, when we did. Oh, that's true. Your, I did. Yeah. I remember seeing you at Gotham, and it was con- it was it was cool because I, I, I probably prejudged you like, oh, here's this fucking tall. It'd guy. be weird if you didn't. Right, here's yeah. this tall guy with perfect hair, and then you addressed it immediately, and I thought it was really funny. Did, oh, thank you, did, you. Didn't you say something like, "I'm I look like a douchebag" or something? Yeah, I always try to right away. I, was, I thought I, that was, I don't have a vessel for comedy, so I try to acknowledge it as quickly as possible. Yeah, because I it was good because it was like, oh, okay. I can't. I, I mean, I wasn't like this guy's an asshole, but I did size you up. I, I I can't I do that to people just as often. I see people I'm like, oh, you know, if you look like this, you better really be funny, right? Or I'm going to dismiss everything you do. Uh, yeah, I just say I know you already hate me is what I used to say, right? Yeah, I just saw your Tonight Show clip. That was good. I didn't know you did the Tonight Show. How many, have you done it more than once? It's my first time. When did I you? did Conan before that, and that's what those I've just done too. How when did you do tonight? January? So uh, six months ago. Oh wow, four, four four or five months ago. Yeah. It was a pretty smooth set. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Did um, um, it's being in New York. It's it's so different doing the set in New York because you just you can you you tag and you restructure so much faster than you do in L.A. Oh really? So it was it was weird. The jokes I did on Conan, I had been working on for two years, and the jokes I did on uh, Fallon, like some of them were like a couple weeks old. Some of the really? tags and punches. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. The whole the whole thing was pretty. It was like a year's work, or maybe a little more, but yeah. Did anything. Uh... Did anything come of that? Other than uh, no, I right. mean, it, I some some followers and nice messages. Yeah, but yeah, those I days just, are over, huh? Yeah, Conan actually was was cool for me because it got it, it was on Reddit and a lot of people saw it there. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, Reddit. Wow, you you dove into Reddit, huh? I love Reddit. Do I've you been really? Using it for years, years and years. Maybe yeah. I've only been to like the more cesspooly aspects of it. But it's gotten nastier. It's gotten really gross. But you can curate for like I follow like sculpture subreddits. Yeah, I right? realize the Pokemon subreddits. Right. Yeah, um, that must be funny. Like the sculpture, the nasty person in the sculpture <laughs> subreddit. There's there's nasty people. That I po- I've posted my sculptures in uh in like uh some some I'm getting some like critiques I didn't ask for. I'm like, are you, always. Are you a sculptor? I, I, it's not like art. It's I do a little, I do polymer clay and I do a lot of like little characters like Pokemon, like Pixar characters and I do some of my own characters, like little cute like animal things. You make these? Yeah. What do you do with it? 
set them on my shelf or give really? them to friends. Yeah. Wow. I just need something in my life that I know I will never make money off of. Really? Yeah. It's uh, it's nice to have a pursuit that like no one will ever be like, let's make this into it because comedy gets you know corporatized. And, right. And, and then you get yeah. You start thinking about shit that you, you start thinking about money shit that yeah you, i just that get less motivated the fun of it yeah i'm just so much less motivated to do the things i need to be doing right. i have so much ambition for the things that i i know i don't that's why when i was like working a day job and doing comedy at night i've never been more passionate about anything in my life than when i was doing comedy for seven dollars a week yeah i always wonder like if if i'm if uh you're any happier when you make it quote quote unquote make it because there's always a next level that you want yeah, yeah. It's I would I, w- I would look at myself now from from the past and be like, what are you so worried about? Yeah. And on a day to day basis, you're like, okay, this is fine this year, but how do I maintain this? How do you? This needs to accelerate at this rate in order to to be a feasible thing. Could it all fall away? Could it all disappear? Yeah. I guess I guess when you I, I don't you, you're at your stage, but at my stage, I'm like. My whole like livelihood is predicated on like four or five people who like me. If two of them died, I don't know if I would be able to pay rent. What do you mean, like book agents, bookers, and agents, and like having a, a good PA agent? Like, what if I yeah. had a bad one? Right. Where would you know? Like, what if my it's some some weird rumor came out about me and my college agent dropped me? Like, that's that's like all stuff that like gets in your. Head. I mean, do you have fear? Do you are you still like afraid I'm, all the time? I'm fearless, man. No, yeah. I of course I do. I'm afraid of yeah, of course yeah. You're always. I mean, I'm afraid of. Yeah, you get afraid of not getting booked or not selling enough tickets mm-hmm. or bombing. Uh, you don't do that. Yeah. I mean, like, especially <laughs> if you do a TV set, I get afraid of bombing on TV. Really? Yeah, I haven't done a TV set in a while, though. Hey, how long has it been? It's been a few years. It's Letterman was the last. No, Conan, I think. Uh, I think you did Conan. I did Conan. I did. Well, I did some panel talk shows. I did some panel segments on Seth Meyers and, oh. and Colbert and... Did you have that scripted, or are you like off the more off the cuff with that? Um, on Conan, I kind of did material that he set me up for, mm-hmm. but on Seth Meyers, he asked me about other stuff, and it was it was really fun. That's cool. You are not to butter your bread. You are one of the the I, I think maybe everyone knows this already. You are one of the fastest people on stage I have ever witnessed. I think you 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 have that like slightly slow cadence that gives you an extra half second uh-huh. to consider everything you say. But everyone's like, "Oh yeah," I'm like, "He's really quick." Like, "Oh, because he talks." I'm like, "No, he's just like really like on the the the, the roast battle was insane how quickly the second anyone gave you a lead into anything yeah. that you could turn on them, you were there. Yeah, I, I, that was that was weirdly fun. Not weirdly fun, but fun and. A lot of veterans go into roast battle. A lot of very good comedians and don't know how to translate it you're the only one i've seen keep his voice uh-huh. perfectly into that medium and it was really cool to see there are a lot of really good comedians who have floundered and failed in that format and uh and yet yeah. you beat me on roast battle it was a pretty even match it was Let's pretty real yeah, yeah all right. that I'm was that was one that could have gone either way and I that was weird because i'm looking out at these uh the judges are like, I've known you 30 years. You're <laughs> one of my best friends. Uh, <laughs> and then they vote against you. Some of them did, but. Yeah. It's always, but they always, the thing in the Rose Belt, they always pick the underdog. Yeah. It's, 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 the weird thing about them is there's no predicting a roast battle bracket because the second someone's perceived as an underdog, their chances of winning like double. Which yeah, is that's... why Frank had such a like upper hand on me when they saw that video of him. 
of the, the super sympathetic video of him being like broke and his mom oh, and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. It just instantly, and he, I'm not criticizing, he, he performed very well, but it gave him so much likability right. over me, who was, who'd done it so many times. They, um, but that, that's what I was thinking. Cause I actually, I went up against Olivia Grace, who's mm-hmm. been on this show and she was like 21 at the time. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way they're not going to pick her. I mean, she did a good job, obviously, but yeah. but I was like, there's no way they're going to let this fucking old dude there was just obliterate one... her, but uh, they did. There was one moment in that that I've heard referenced multiple times now, where she says something about you looking like a pedophile or whatever, and you just go, all right. No, and I said it's... fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> was it to her or Jessica Curson? That might have been Jessica Curson. Oh, maybe it was. But I remember it just completely flattening the rest of their jokes. You're like, oh man, oh what a what a great tactic. Like no one's ever great. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) It creates yeah, it creates such a sense of uh control. What's that? No, go ahead. It's just such a weird format. It's just so interesting to see though. It's it's such a different dynamic. People get like like I you know, I'm not an easily offended person, but there's stuff like I'm not going that route. What people just go for like Oh yeah. Pretty mean shit. I just, I'm of the belief that just make the joke good. It doesn't right. really matter what it's about. Right. I never think they're actually mean spirited, but yeah. it's just like my own personal. Yeah. Cause I'll see, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll write with people I, 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 you, all the time. People will throw me their roast jokes or they have a battle coming up or I'll do the same. And in preparing for it, I'll see people be like, I want to make fun of them for this and this. And I want to go after their dead sister. I'm yeah. like, just find a good, it's the, what I love about roast battle is that it's, it's really, it's jokes that would be way too cheesy to tell in your standup. You uh-huh. ever write a joke that's like, Oh, that's such a great joke. And you try it on stage and it kind of gets that womp womp. Cause it's just too jokey. Yeah. yeah. And it's like a dad joke. There's no dad jokes in roast battles. Huh. I, I never thought think, of it that way. Yeah. As long as it's nested in something really dark, it, what's funny about it is the contrast between how mean of a statement it is and how hokey of a joke it is. It's like, huh? I never, I never thought of that. They're basically like formulaically knock knock joke. This is just my appraisal of it. I just love that it's like things. It's like it's just like reading tweets. It's just how well, like how word perfect can you make a joke? And yeah. it happens to be mean. That TV show was super fun though, man. Like was. that audience, like was pumped. That was exhausting. I remember, I remember before we went up. You, you, I like, I was, I was terrified to go against you and you hadn't been talking to the rest of us as much. Oh, really? And I just thought we all just assumed you were like, just kind of cocky and like, just like, whatever. I don't, I'm, 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 I'm beyond this, blah, blah, blah. And then you just go, this makes me nervous. Does this make you nervous? And I was like, yeah, Todd, <laughs> we're all terrified. Like the, the, the night, the final night was just so stressful having to prepare for three different people. Yeah. yeah. They, I don't know if everyone knows it, but you have to prepare for who you might go against. Yeah. But I, I'm, it's kind of a relief that you beat me because mm-hmm. I was not ready for that other, for Frank. Like mm-hmm. I had like three jokes and then I was like going to get yeah. by on charm or something. But <laughs> I don't know why I had, I, I had over prepared for uh, Joe. Joe. Uh, was it, wait, Joe? Who, oh, Joe Dosh? Joe Dosh. Yeah. Dosh. Um, he's funny, that guy. He's funny. He was and he was good in that that format. Yeah, just the way he delivers the joke. Yeah, just like, you almost don't expect him to be a roast guy. He seemed like he'd be someone who'd be offended by a roast guy. Right. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> musical theater interpretation yeah. of of roast battling. And I hadn't, I didn't, I didn't have as much prepared for for Frank, and had to just be like, as soon as they announced him winning, and it was. I had the least time to prepare because we went first and then we watched that battle and then there was a commercial break and it was all live television. Yeah. Whew. I, it, it was one of those moments where you're like, thank God I didn't process 
the gravity of what was going on or I would have like caved. Yeah, I remember one episode was taped and then one was live, like the semis were live. I think the, just the finals Just were the live. finals? Okay. Yeah. And I was like, I was actually less nervous for the live one than I was. But maybe it's because I'd already done one. Yeah, because you've already, you've already looked good. Yeah. You know, you've already won a battle or two. They let me... Um, it's funny that like, is there any entrance you want to make? And I was like, nah, fuck, I'm not gonna make a cheesy entrance. And then I said, ooh, can I be petting a cat? <laughs> and they they rented a cat, and and this woman, you know, trainer, this beautiful white cat, and I just walked out, scratching its head, and I was uh, I was like, wow, I got Comedy Central to rent a cat. Um, do you still do the roast battle? I, I don't, I don't, haven't done them much outside of the television stuff. I did like one at the Belly Room, but I've mostly done it through Comedy Central or through Jeff Ross. So. Uh-huh. I don't do it that often just because I'm lazy. It's a you, lot of work. It is a lot of work. I, I like watching them. I, I enjoy them. Um, did a roast podcast the other day that was fun. But, what is that? Uh, you know Eli Sayers? Yeah. He has a really great podcast where we he picks uh, a celebrity to roast, and he brings on like four comedians, and we just like roast them, and then roast the events, and then we just roast each other. But the celebrity's not there? No, no. <laughs> we, we roasted Tim Burton. Yeah, we couldn't get Tim Burton for Eli Sayers' <laughs> podcast. That'd be funny if you just broke through and you got like one celeb to do it. And he walked out screaming. And then the, then all these other people, hey, you know, Obama, hey, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> that was my Obama impression. That's solid. It was a really solid. You should be an impressionist. Where did you go to college? Rice. It's in Houston. Okay. Yeah. Is Houston a fun city? It is now. Is it? It's it's it's. That sounded really changed. backhanded. What I just because I've been no, there like ten times. But. It's it gets a lot. It gets a lot of crap, but it's it's a it's a it's a very liberal city. It's it's yeah. it's deemed the most diverse city in the country by some metric. I oh read. really? Yeah. Between like Hispanic, Black, and White, and Asian, it's a it's a pretty good, uh, good mix. Um, it has what I love about it is it has the world's largest medical center. Uh-huh. By like a factor of four, so there's just a ton of doctors and medical professionals. Okay, as you know, NASA, so it has a lot of like aeronautics. It's a little more out of town, and then it has a lot of petrochem. I think it's probably the biggest petrochemical uh, hub in the, in the country. So you have a lot of engineers, um, and then it's you just get really educated crowds as a result. Yeah, and uh, it's it's now we have all the people who couldn't afford to live in Austin anymore because it's too crowded. We get all of like the artists. And the cool gay people. Is Austin more expensive than Houston? Yes. Really? Austin, I, yeah, because there's just less space. Austin's just, it doesn't have the infrastructure for being 2 million. It went from like 1 to 2 million people like very quickly. and it just, just Austin is 2 million it. people? I believe so. Yowza. Is that Did a I lot? Did I just say yowza? It maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe, don't Google everything I say. But <laughs> it's maybe metropolitan area. But, um, and it was, a, it was a fun place to start comedy. Because it was like, a, a, it was, there was a lot of stage time and not much competition for How it. long ago did you? I started in 2011. Oh, really? Yeah. So like eight years? You've only been doing this eight years? Eight oh years. Oh, my God. Coming up on eight years. You've already done The Tonight Show. Is that? Yeah, but everything's faster for my generation. But I, also, I, did, I think I did quick. Letterman after I'd been doing it uh, seven years, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but they let you develop back then. They let you like figure stuff out. Our generation, they throw you on Montreal like three or four years in. Have you done that? Yeah. The 2015. Uh, did you do New Faces? I did New Faces. And that's where I started doing roast battles. I did the, remember when they did the tournament? It was before it was a TV show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's gonna, I, think, I think they might be doing that again. Yeah. That'd be fun. Are you going to Montreal this year? I haven't been asked yet. Yeah, Are you? I've never gone outside of uh, New Faces and like roast battle. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you doing Clusterfest? No, I did it last year and they said they won't have me back. Really? Two years in a row. Oh, okay. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> After the... how drunk I got. 
uh, yeah, we don't want him back. I mean, because it's two years in a row. Where do you, um, what do, do you write shit? I, wait, don't you write, you draw, right? I draw. That's that's my other thing. And talking about, you know, hobbies that have become monetized, that's one of those a little bit. I do uh, a weekly web comic. And the, the 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 drawings are a puzzle. It's a visual like wordplay puzzle. I think you've solved a couple. Have uh, I? Yeah, I think I've showed you to the oh yeah the seller table. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I do. and there it's it's got a it's got a cool little following of like really nerdy, really intense people who love puzzles. How and, do you uh, monetize? Uh, I, I I I it I less than break even, but it's it's not monetized. But there's like people want it every week, so I have to have something every week. So it's it's like now it's. Not just for me. It's it's to you know like it's a content. subscription thing. No, it's just every month. People have an app. Okay. Uh, so there's an app that goes with it. That it's free. Um, but just like it's it's weird having like one weekly deadline to fulfill right. for other people's sake. If I didn't post one, I think I would get a lot of messages uh, of people disappointed in me. What's the name of that? Monday Punday. Monday Punday. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I ripped you apart for that. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of my roast jokes. Roast jokes. Where I said. Uh, uh, Matthew told me his website was called Monday Punday, and I said, thanks for the warning. <laughs> That's pretty good. That pretty was good. fucking slayed you, man. The, um, so it's like, I don't re- remind me your, what kind of, what? What was, you have, I think, maybe maybe it's my second favorite roast joke ever used against me. Oh, there was one, my, I mean, the one I really liked was, I think I said, uh, he's good looking, he's this, he's like, Something the the I remember the, the punchline punch was everything's guaranteed for one thing you're gonna die a game show host uh, <laughs> was that the one yes it's so good <laughs> I was selling a game show oh were you really at the time based on those drawings so in my head I was like wow that's accurate okay that, 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 I felt good about that one it was a very good one and very fresh no one's ever called me that before really I get, yeah with roast battles you get the same thing every time everyone calls me a date rapist or like some <laughs> you know like son of a slave owner kind of thing where you're like it's funny but like it's it's fun to get hit in a new soft spot yeah. you didn't know you had i was um i was worried about because you know you, you come up with those roast jokes and you're like that audience is young mm-hmm. and like do they even get the reference of someone looking like a game show host but they that one worked that one worked very I think well the judges really like that oh one. yeah yeah was that who judged our that was all fine i know so Patton those... was the one i think Patton was one of the people who, who uh voted for you it was um a uh, a yet uh, uh, an unyet disgraced T.J. Miller. Okay. Uh, N- uh, Natasha Legero, Jason Sudeikis. Oh, that's right. And Patton and uh, Jeff Ross. Wow. Yeah. That was that was a good. That was like I've never met Patton since. That was a good. I, I don't know. I get starstruck by those people. I'm sure you. Yeah. Know. No. Those. That's. Um, what Patton's was great? Was it? I think it was Jason Sudeikis who said to you. Uh, he was like. You know, I've known you for years, and you've always felt like you've judged me, and oh, how the tables have turned. <laughs> nah, I get along with Jason fine. No, I know, I know what he's saying. Yeah, I have a, I have a judgmental tone. I have a look that is uh, more curmudgeonly than I actually am. Yeah, perhaps, or maybe not. Maybe I'm flattering myself. I think that's accurate. Do you feel like people assume? Do you ever get the people think you dislike them when you don't? Yeah, and it's probably people who I think dislike me. So, isn't that weird how that always happens? I'm I'm big into the uh, thinking someone's mad at me, and then finding out they're not, and getting that rush from finding out they're not. Yeah, you I know, just... like someone doesn't return a text or something. You're like, oh shit, they're mad at me, <laughs> and they're like, oh sorry, I was, I was traveling or something. 
I just assume everyone hates me. I just assume I'm loud and obnoxious, and I usually assume people hate me until they uh, go the other direction. You're not a loud guy, though. I'm loud. I'm just. I'm not aware. I just say really? stuff that I don't realize. Let's hear like, some examples of this. Uh, especially early. I just like say things that I don't. Re- especially when I'm around. Like at the cellar, it's okay because I'm like a lower status comedian at the cellar. No one's gonna think I'm flexing on them there. But when you go to other shows and you be like, you're like, yeah, my agent and I have this audition. You know, it's like you know how the college market. Everyone's like. I still have a day job. Why is this guy being such a dick right now? Oh, you're talking about on stage, talking about your age? Oh, or, or backstage. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't have a lot of social awareness. I grew up with like, my my parents are both like scientists. Are they? And I, yeah. Yeah, my dad's passed, but he was a, he was a chemist and he was a, like, he, he might have been autistic. He was just like one of those like very left brain guys. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I learned my social skills from him. So not much and don't have a strong uh, awareness of when I'm putting people off. Huh. Yeah. Well, if it makes you feel better, I've never noticed that. Thank you. Maybe you have the same thing. Also, I never talked to you, so that's probably... (laughs) This is the first time I've ever actually talked to you. I assumed you hated me for a while. Really? Yeah, but I get... See, that bums me out when when I hear stuff like that. Yeah. I mean... Why? Because I... I, Because I... I mean, I don't like you, but I don't hate. No, I don't. No, I don't hate you at all. And it's just like... uh, You are a ball buster. Oh, yeah. I like being a ball buster. I mean, I I guess people are... can be intimidated by someone as quick-witted as myself. Yes, yes. And there's people, I, it's, I forget that, like, ball busting is, is a language of endearment among comedians. Yeah. Like, you don't, you don't really razz someone unless you like them. Right, I don't. Yeah, yeah it's, that's the way I feel. Yeah. Like, if I'm insulting you, that's my, Yeah. I like you. Yeah, exactly. You think about the people who insult you the most are the people you trust the most because they know. Yeah. Like, I just think compliments are so cheap and they don't matter. Like compliments are easy I like to a, write. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like a compliment. I like compliment, but you, you you say more than one a month to someone, it loses value. You can like you know you go up to a friend like, hey, I just want you know you're a really good person, a really good comedian. You can say that once a year. Have I you can't. ever said you're a really good person to someone? <laughs> I don't believe you've ever walked the, up to someone and said, "Hey, I just want to know you're a good person yeah. and a good comedian." I can be sappy. I can be sappy. Yeah. 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 I wanted to say that to someone the other day by text. I'm like, that probably doesn't. I'll save it for when I'm in person and just be like, just tell them how much I appreciate them. What did they do that made you, it's none of my business. She was uh, just giving me a lot of advice. We were talking about like some some comedy stuff and uh-huh. she was like, oh, if you really want to get more bookings there, this was my strategy. It was completely unrequested advice. And I was like, that's oh, okay. very nice. That's yeah. a very, I should, it was Emma Willman. Emma Willman's a really, oh, I like Emma. she's a really good comic and she's very, yeah, she's, super she's cool. very considerate of others. Yeah. Yeah. I like her. Yeah. She's been on the show as well. Right, recently, right? Um, I think she was on the la- the before I took a break. Oh, okay. I think, yeah, she hasn't. She didn't come into the studio, the new Todd Berry podcast studios. Do you? Um, so, what's your road strategy? Do you? What do you do on the road? Like clubs, like comedy yeah. clubs, or clubs? I have like a have like a dozen or maybe two clubs. I'm in a somewhat regular rotation with. Do you do the morning radio? <laughs> they make me and I try to find a way out of it yeah it's it's never as bad as i think it's gonna be but really well i mean yeah. half of it is just the incredible hour that you have to wake up yes yeah the 6 a.m 7 a.m sometimes they'll do there's um one thing acme does is really cool is they have a podcast at noon uh-huh yeah where they bring you in to just do the podcast and you walk over to the club that's across the street right yeah I wish they, does that i've had them in hey you want to do this podcast when's it air oh after you're here yeah, oh, okay no, no i don't want to do that I mean, I, do you like doing podcasts? Uh, I do. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I do. For the mm-hmm. most part, I've I've enjoyed them because uh, I know, like, you, I could go all day without having a, without having a conversation with someone. 
That, that's a weird thing that happens in comedy, huh? The the you realize when you get to the club, you realize you didn't have any interactions with anyone. Or the or I mean, for me, it's more the, those are the only interactions. Like I don't know what I don't know what half my friends do all day. I really I nothing is my answer. And what I don't, do you do all day? Hey, it's none of your business. No, I. Uh, <laughs> I uh, it's I, don't, I go to sit in a coffee shop. I try to write. I work on stuff. I don't work on stuff. Yeah, no. I uh, I fuck off on Twitter a lot more than I should. Twitter's your your vice. It's uh, it's it's yeah. I guess it would be a vice in the sense that I if I spent as much time on that as I do, you have a lot of followers. I do. Is that from do you? Is that may I ask? Is that due to your <laughs> numerous uh, great comedy specials and appearances, or did you did you build that by you feel like by tweeting good content regularly? I think my, I mean, I think my, I think my tweets are fairly good actually, mm-hmm. and so I think that might have something to do with it. And then I have probably I don't know how people get followers. I don't either because I've done tweets that get you know get a lot of retweets, and then you get like four followers out of it. But uh, right, yeah, I don't know how. I mean, I have a number of you know celebrities who follow me. Maybe that helps. Maybe people go online and say, "Who does this person follow?" Yeah, your writing style's perfect for that. Just short and exact. Yeah, yeah. it's. I hate Twitter the Do most. You? It's so toxic because every time a tweet does well and gets to a bigger audience, if people are arguing with it, no matter what you say, someone's going to shut it. Try to shut it down in some way. Yeah, it's funny. Like I, I saw you on your, uh, um, on your Tonight Show set where you said something about a bur- in Brooklyn they dif- tell you the difference between cold brew and regular iced coffee. Yeah, because I did a tweet about that, and it was just a stupid, lighthearted tweet yeah. about like I'm always going to order it as iced coffee. Then people are like, yeah, but it's actually a difference. Like you know, it, I, <laughs> I, I believe there's a difference, but I'm also just fucking around. Yes, yeah, it was. That was my whole. It, it's. It was just a joke about like the gender like just in Brooklyn becoming more aware of, of like gender fluidity uh-huh. and there uh, the idea of being like male and female aren't these like completely completely separate things they're kind of antiquated terminology and then that like cold brew and iced coffee but like there's there's a big difference between them one starts as cold one becomes cold late it's just uh just yeah silly I like coffee shops as well. Do you? Yeah, I love coffee. I love everything about coffee. So what do you do on the road like let's say you're in the, in Minneapolis Dude, for 4 days? I I manage my time horribly on the road. I always say I'm going to like sit down and draw, but then I try to like sit down in my hotel room and get instantly depressed because it's like dark. I always want to get out of that. I could get I, the nicest yeah. hotel room in the world and I'm like, I want to get out of here. I get out. I usually try to work out most days. So, oh, really? And then I've, I've realized it's always worth the money to pay for a gym. If I want to work out, if it's like $10 to go to a gym it, rather than going to a hotel gym. Really? Just, What's wrong with a hotel gym? Not not enough equipment. It's there's no one in there. It's bleak. It's 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 small. There's always like it's like one like two weird machines that were bought by <laughs> someone who doesn't know how exercise worked. They're like, let's do a, a hamstring curl machine and uh, a pull up bar. Like right. there's no that's it. There's no. How do you learn how to work out? Uh, I did it because uh, I swam for years. I just learned like I just copy routines. And I used to belong to a gym, so I just like remember the routines that the uh, or, or I used to take classes, so I just follow those. Oh, man. And I follow a bunch of like fitness accounts on Instagram and try to copy what they do. I've gotten in, like super duper injured working out on my own. So, oh, really? Yeah. Because I've I've hired a, a personal trainer a few times, and I always feel like they're uh, they're just trying to scam me because they'll do a different workout every time. And it's That's like, good. It is. I mean, it's good, but it's also like, oh, so I I exercise with you only now. Like, yes, I kind of want to be set free. 
Yeah. So I could not exercise at all. But I teach a man to fish. <laughs> but it's just always like, uh, all right, we're gonna do this today. It's like, okay, do I? Oh, so I'm I'm spending hundreds of dollars a week. Yeah. I, w- I would love to hire a personal trainer. I'm not uh, financially. I don't feel comfortable doing that at the moment. But one right. day, I used yeah. to spend a crazy amount on it. I used to get belong to Equinox for a year. Oh, that's was, an expensive one, right? Yeah, but I was paying very little rent where I used to live in Brooklyn. So we and we lived down the street from Equinox. We're like, let's just do it. Let's just, um, let's just join the gym and just go there. And when you spend that much money, you tend to work out a little more, knowing how much you're wasting. Do you think so? I, I did. Whenever I belong to an expensive gym, I work out more. And because uh, I have a gym in my building, and I do I, too. And I, you know, use the treadmill and listen to half a podcast. <laughs> and then, uh, is that is there any value in that? Going Car- on the treadmill, treadmill, yeah. Do you, do you run? No, I kind of I brisk walk. Walk uphill if you really want to make it count. Just get that inclination very high. That's what I can't run anymore because I have like hamstring issues. Uh-huh. But I do the uh, the stairmaster, and that's been oh man. A great alternative. I've tried that thing. What is that? The elliptical? I, fucking, I hate I, that thing. I can't. First, my feet kind of go out a little bit, so I can't lock into the. Yeah. And then I just like I do it for thirty seconds, and I want to. I want to die. Yeah, because it feels like it's jerking you all around. It's also you. You burn more calories like light jogging on the elliptical. It doesn't. There's not. You're not resisting enough. You're not really? pressing your body weight enough. <sighs> I think Mike Berbaglia called the elliptical the Caesar salad of exercise. <laughs> what does that mean? I like it's, that. It's, it, it seems healthy, but it's absolutely oh. not. Oh, that's that's great. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's the, a perfect joke. That is a good joke. Caesar salad. What do you, what's your take on those? Boo! No, really? it has to be dark greens. If you want it to be healthy, it can't be. It can't be like the almost white greens that doesn't have any nutrients. So you need spinach or arugula or or mixed greens, and then the the dressing isn't very good. You want like you want dark dark greens and then a lot of veggies and tomatoes, carrots, all that for the nutrients. <sighs> this has been my new kick. It's just I I can't exercise as much as I used to because I don't have everything's like broken down. So I have to like work out less and eat better. I used to just work out as much as I could and then eat whatever I wanted to, and now I have to like control my diet oh, so i just man, so i start i stuck well what i do is i always try to just stuff my face with veggies before i eat anything else and then i'm like kind of full from the veggies so i might make a better choice this is the most i've ever let someone use the word veggies in front of me <laughs> without fucking tearing my hair out or what's left of my hair out um do you eat how about on the road how do you eat um i go to i go to whole foods a lot to try to just eat from the salad bar there <sighs> Yeah, so your discipline. I always, I always feel like the road is the number one excuse to suspend. If it's one a.m., I all eat chicken strips. I eat chicken strips at the comedy oh, club a lot. Chicken strips, love chicken. Mozzarella sticks. I eat a those lot are good of too. Those. Yeah, I don't eat a lot of those, but the, those are like all right. Uh, even I draw the line at them for the most part. But then <sighs> if like I'm at some club and goes, hey, anyone want one of these? Yeah, yes, yes I would love one of those. Yeah, because like, Sean Donnelly always, yeah, always Sean, orders I was like thinking, three things. You grab one cheese stick, I almost one named, wing. I almost dropped his name during that. I don't know why I, I did. I have one this week from Sean Donnelly. Like the probably he supplied he supplied me with my last five yeah. mozzarella sticks. Is it just like a cheese? You know, those like string cheese things. It's just one of those, and someone cuts them in half with scissors and then drops know, them in the deep fryer. Perfectly chewy, it's and perfect. And Even when it's cold, it's still good. Dude, I had I had uh, I don't know what I was thinking. I had mozzarella sticks for dinner <laughs> this yeah. week at the cellar because you know they give you free food at VU and it's, they do. Yeah. Oh, well, that's something. You didn't know that? Wish I wouldn't. Like any fat black. If you order it, yeah, they don't charge you in those two rooms. Really? Yeah. Uh, if we should I be saying this on a podcast? Well, it's not like anyone can walk in and go, "Hi, I heard I get free food." Here. What is this? I'm in the audience and I. I'm a comedian. Um, yeah, they well they, they they you get a good deal at Olive Tree and it's much better and much healthier food 
than than the other around the corner. But so if you're like in Kansas City, will you go get barbecue or something? Maybe once. Once. Maybe I'm pretty boring with food. I'm I'm weird in that, and I'm not a foodie. I'm the opposite of a foodie. You like dining out? I, I no. Really? I, I eat favorite. for sustenance. I oh eat more God, for I eat more for quantity than quality. You're a fuel guy. Yeah. I like and I like textures and I like so I have acid reflux really bad. I have to <laughs> yeah. take I have to take medicine every morning. I've had it since I was like four. So I have this weird aversion to spicy or oh, really? or, or greasy food. Because it's it's Pavlovian. Because of, there's so many times of like if I when I see buffalo wild wings, my my esophagus hurts immediately. Just really? knowing what it'll do to me. So I'm 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 pushed away from like a, an avocado turkey sandwich with a little bit of spicy mustard. It's like a great meal to me. I'm like huh. ooh, like that's my steak. That sounds horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> but I also understand if I my throat closed, it would probably make me less likely yeah. to crave yeah. something. If there's a volcano in your in your throat, yeah, it's a we, it's a weird. It's a weird sickness that has led to good uh, eating discipline for really? some reason. Yeah, that's the what's that? Uh, bright siding is that what they call that? I've never heard of that. So, that I a, think I might be using that wrong. Uh, silver lining. Let's silver lining. <laughs> the bright side playbook. Yes. Um, what do you? So what else? So you draw and you do these little statues. That's it. Do you have any like long term comedy projects? I'm like I'm pitching a cartoon for the first time. In my oh life. really? I had an idea and I've never written a full script. I, are you good at like I just I'm I'm good at writing I'm good my 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 interest is in writing short jokes I yeah. love short jokes because you you say it on stage you know how to say it and they laugh you did good 100 percent a plus but like long form you'll never know if it's done you'll never so I, I don't know how to write I can maybe write sketches I definitely don't know how to write an episode and I don't know how to put together a series very how long well. is your cartoon though it's like you, you can probably do 11 minutes right I want to do 11 minutes. I'm just writing a pitch document with the characters and some you know, potential plot lines. Is it like an Adult Swim type thing? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's about science. Okay. Yeah. Superheroes and stupid stuff. But. There's, uh, there's probably a few. Where's Bill Nile? He's on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. I, 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 love, I love science. I, like, I like, like when comedy can be entertaining at the same time. Like what The Daily Show did was like to me like one of the best. You mean educational at the same time? Yeah. Educa- what did I say? You said entertaining. Yeah. Like, that, well, I like when comedy's entertaining. I like when comedy oh, really? Makes you laugh. Well, that's like some, that's like where you and I differ. Brooklynite, be like, yeah. Um, yeah. Like when I, I like like the educational comedy stuff and uh, hasn't been done super strong with science yet, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. Adam ruins everything. Does a good job, but I've never seen. Oh wait, do I know that? Adam Conover. I think you I've should. been to that guy's house. Is that the guy in San Francisco? No. Adam Conover is LA-based comic. You should have him on the podcast. He's, yeah, he's a, he, he's around. Is he a New York guy? No, he's an LA guy. I ain't flying anyone in for this fucking. Problem. No, but he's he, <laughs> he visits. I think he's he, I think he was here like a week ago. I saw his name on some flyers. Oh, then I'd have to catch up and watch his show that I've been watching. <laughs> man, like all that homework, man. Boo. Um, what was I going to ask you? You, you see, you live in Brooklyn. You have roommates. I I just have my girlfriend now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I used to have roommates. When I, I think I just moved out when I did that. You ever like have a joke about something and then that ends and then you keep doing the joke for a little while? Uh, I mean, I've had, I mean, I've had a few jokes where like I kill, I can't, I feel like I don't want to do them anymore because mm-hmm. it's about I have a, you know, saying I have a girlfriend, mm-hmm. which I don't have now. I'm sorry, but uh, no, that's it was a while ago, but uh, but uh, yeah. So then there's some you can maybe adjust mm-hmm. and say, you know, make it more general, but. But yeah, I've probably done, I've probably done jokes where I, uh, where I don't, where I don't update it. Yeah, like saying you have roommates is a, was a weird one for me because it creates, 
Because then people, and then my girlfriend and I moved to a, a pretty nice place. And people come over and like, what were you talking about <laughs> on Fallon? This is fucking three, this is three levels, man. Yeah. Um, where are you going on the road next, man? Let's uh, oh, let's uh, wrap this up with some fucking plugs. June 6th through 9th at, at, June 6th through 9th at uh, Rooster Tea Feathers in Sunnyvale, California. I've never done that club. Dude, one of the best clubs in the country. Really? You know, the, that, that and Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase are yeah, two. Yeah, that's a good one. Those are two really underrated clubs. They're, they're, I think they're like, they should be considered like top 10, top five. Yeah, I've done Ann Arbor a few times, not in a while, but that yeah. is a good one. Yeah, and then I think uh, Ann Arbor is similar in that it's like really smart crowds yeah. that understand comedy because the, the owners understand yeah. how to train a crowd. And I can't remember what I have after that, but it's probably not for a little while. I think October 4th and 5th in D.C. at the D.C. Comedy Loft. What is that? It's a club. Is it? And apparently there's another. So I did. I did. A, I did <laughs> That's a, bigger, a dumb question. Really? Yeah. It's a, It's in the basement of a hotel. And DC, I think DC has like seven rooms now, don't they? Yeah, they do. DC is another a scene yeah. where if you were coming up, that's a not a bad place to start. Yeah, that's. A, I like DC. Good crowds, educated, diverse, smart. Yeah. Uh, I guess what, that's what do you got coming up, Todd? Oh man, I, I'm going to do that at the beginning of the segment, mm-hmm. my intro. Okay. But uh, and. Monday Punday. Mondaypunday.com and the app. What's the app? Monday Punday. It's the exact same. Some 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 uh, guy in the in the bay, some uh, tech genius kid who was a who was a fan of the site just threw together the app. He was like, Hey, can I make this? And I said, Yeah. Oh, so you have your own app. Is it on is it on Android also? It's all of them, yeah. It's a, he does a, I, I designed the website, so the website's like horribly designed. I have yeah. no I have no expertise in that. But he made the the app. It's really it's 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 smooth, it's seamless, it's just way I don't think more I've functional. had a guest on who had their own app yet, so this is exciting. Yeah, this you know, big big things. Mondaypunday.com, Monday Punday the app. And do you have a do you have a personal website? No. My name if you click my name at the bottom of Mondaypunday.com, I have like my schedule. Okay. I should. I should get my own website. Uh, well, thanks for being here, Matt. Thank you, Todd. I'm was glad this you, all right? This was great. I'm glad you don't hate me. No, for having coffee? No, no. How was the coffee? It was actually really good. Okay. Very good. My second cup today. <laughs> thanks for being here, Matt. Thank you, Todd. Keep it crispy. And I'll see you guys uh, next week. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. That was my talk with Matthew Broussard. I enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it. He used the word veggies a couple of times, and it was kind of killing me, but, you know. No one's perfect, right? Check this podcast out and others on Starburns Audio, which their website is starburns.audio. Yeah, you can do a .audio account now. And we'll see you... Next week, if you want to rate the show, go ahead and rate it on iTunes. I don't know how that helps me, but uh, they say it helps. And uh, we'll see you again. Thanks. A podcast network.